0: I'm Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck Nice. And this is Playing Playing With with Science. Science. Today, we serve up the NFL's take on sports nutrition and conditioning with the Manhattan Sports Medicine, New York Jets, and Boston Red Sox nutritionist Glenn Tobias, Miami Dolphins strength and conditioning coach Tave Beluka,
1: and sports performance director Wayne Diesel. Yeah, and we're also going to liberally sprinkle in some tasty morsels from Jets quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ravens offensive lineman John Urschel, and... And former Rands and Redskins star, now actor, Terry Crews, all cooked up to perfection. You see what I'm doing here? Yeah, yeah. You see yeah, what I'm doing good. here? Uh, by our own master chef, Neil deGrasse Tyson. But
0: don't worry if you think you couldn't possibly digest all of that in one sitting. We, on Playing With Science, guarantee, totally guarantee, it is calorie Free.
1: And we're gonna stop with those references right now because <laughs> we're, 20, we're probably we're probably freaking him out with these little references. Joining us in studio today, Glenn Tobias. Hey man, how's it going? Very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Hey, oh, thanks pleasure, for being thank here. Thank you. Uh, you know, before we get going, Glenn, uh, you know, one of the things we always do with the show is we start off with a clip that kind of demonstrates what we're talking about for the topic of the day. Okay. And so uh, we've chosen something very special. We've got two clips back to back, and it's. Kind of a look at how the athlete has changed over the years. And then we'll talk about how nutrition has played a part in that. So let's take a look at the first clip, which is the Atlanta Falcons playing the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, the quarterback throws over the middle to the tight end. And this play looks like it takes forever. Go ahead and cue that up. <laughs> <laughs> So here they are on the set and uh, it's a fake to the fullback Johnson and there it is so Johnson Titan now and has the ball off. and looks like he's taking 30, a stroll. yards.
0: It's Just hard a, to believe that this tape has not being doctored the because they look as if
1: they're moving so slowly. Yeah, it's a 34-yard play, and the tight end feels like he took like a minute a to run 34 yards. And now here they are from a different angle, and uh, as you can see, uh, the play is unfolding. Here's the ball over the middle. Tight end has it. He's—and I mean, this guy looks like he is putting every effort possible. He's huffing. Yards
2: in the, play to the Dallas 18. And still
1: it looks— looks like it looks like they're swimming through pea soup Yes. <laughs> it's funny Seriously. at ground yes, level
0: he will have the feeling that he is traveling at the speed of light
1: exactly but and from the, that you would think angle, right horrible. when when you're on ground level yeah. right gary you would think the play would look even faster because you're seeing it from that vantage point yeah. all right so now let's take a look at the second clip glenn and uh this i believe is detroit lions and it's an end zone to end zone play to megatron need i say more let's cue that and see what we got the Lions
3: now near the back of their own end zone. Not good. Dangerous <laughs> territory for Dan Orlovsky.
1: <laughs> now this, this clip <laughs> looks Look like it's on fast John forward Calvary compared Johnson. to the other. Calvin Johnson, right? Megatron, and, and now. finally they wow. find the big man who has it That's for great. six. Now, did you see that? The whole play the took like seven seconds. The so the one there. play, give it, a it takes a guy like 10 seconds for the play to unfold, and it's a 34-yard play over the middle. Right. Here is end zone to end zone. The whole thing takes eight seconds. And it's a touchdown yeah. to Calvin Johnson, Megatron. Moving a lot faster. Moving. And so a lot faster. this is what has happened. To Where the- does that come from? I know, is it
0: because athletes are more powerful now or because there's a whole construction behind the evolution of football players?
4: Absolutely. I mean, you have to think that nutrition is the energy in. And it's a 24-hour game. Mm. Whereas when you're practicing and you're on a field, whether it be baseball or football or what ha- what have you, you, you're putting in the effort at that time, but now really the nutrition aspect is all the time and you fuel the machine better, you get better output. And that's, a prime example.
1: That's funny. So now, when you are, you, because you're 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 playing with um, playing with, you're working with. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's, like, always yeah. Fun. it's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you're working with uh, professional baseball players and professional football players. Um, is there a difference in the approach to nutrition for different sports?
4: I think. Uh, for all sports, you're just really working with the athlete, and depending on what their needs are, yeah. their, their age is a big component. Oh, Their height, their weight, what position they play at what sport. Uh-huh. So everything, what country they're from, what part of this country they're from.
0: So it's a whole cultural thing, Get it's a holistic.
4: Re- everything, because what, what your grandma made you when you were little makes you feel comfortable and warm and fuzzy, you're going to always go to that.
1: Now I can't stop thinking about my grandma. Okay. Oh. You take a trip okay. down memory lane.
0: <laughs> we are going to catch up with Neil deGrasse Tyson and see what else he had to say with Jets quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's check it out.
3: In football, other than what may have been developments in, in equipment, do you see any other ways that science has touched the game since you first came out of college back in '05? So it's now 11 years. What have you seen? How about in training as well? I mean, just uh, nutrition—that's
5: probably the biggest advancement. I, you know, I'm 12 years in now, and you're an old timer, right? 12 years—I'm the oldest guy on the team.
3: <laughs> you don't have to sound exasperated.
5: Oh my! God. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, these guys now—the way the way that you are taught to take care of your body, uh, all the different people that are on staff to help us, whether it's a team nutritionist or not just one strength coach, but very specific strength coaches based on your position and what you're doing. Um, it definitely, they've got it tailored down to a science now. And for me, like, you know, I don't know, I like to go eat a cheeseburger and fries, you know, but that's that's not acceptable anymore. Uh, you know, these guys are fueling their bodies and already world-class athletes, but even honing it in that much more, you know, one thing that we do that didn't really exist when I came into the league there's a thing called a bod pod and you sit in and it gives you an accurate assessment of your body fat percentage and so uh, you know I'm 34 years old I'm, I'm kind of on the tail end so that's like a, a death march for me to have to go step into the bod pod and see how how fat I've become.
3: Because the hamburger you ate last night, that shows up like right, right. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
3: There's a hamburger right there. Yeah. <laughs>
5: exactly. Wow. Busted. But yeah, exactly. In front of the <laughs> right in front of the
1: nutritionist. Right uh, in front of the nutritionist. But it's funny, you guys actually started talking in the same terms when he was talking about these world class athletes who are fueling their bodies. Correct. So is this more of a uh, a life philosophy that you have to adopt when you're a player? It goes more into being a professional.
4: There, I yes. have high school students I work with, collegiate, and then professional. The, the more you get into it, the more you get into it, and the, more you, the longer you want to stay doing it. If that's your livelihood, mm. then there is really less of an off-season, if you will, mm-hmm. irrelevant of sport. Gotcha. There is
0: no off-season.
1: There's no off-season. You're
0: always training. You're so. always trying to get better. Right. You're always fueling. So what, what's been the biggest break, breakthrough in nutrition in the last, say, 10, 15 years? Because if that clip we, we saw then from 1966. Sure. I mean, the knowledge then as opposed to the knowledge in the 80s and the 80s to now, right. it
4: must be a gulf, or is there? Well, I mean, there's definitely advancements. I mean, years ago, the guys would eat you know, steak and eggs, and that was – Right. That's what they ate, and they yeah. ate as much of it as they could. Mm-hmm. Now it's about timing. Really? It's about balancing of the meal, protein, fat, and carb ratios.
1: Mm -hmm. It's about supplementation. It's about a whole—you take in sleep, (coughs) hydration— Yes. So now those are two different. Th- and so now you consider that part of nutrition. Absolutely, then? because I, this is one of the biggest. Um, I won't say it's not a controversy. We know now that sleep is extremely important, but it's critical. Uh, as as we have done more and more yeah. um, studies on sleep, you see increased performance. For sure. Uh, so is there? Can 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 it go too far? Can I sleep too much? And say you like can do anything too
4: much, you can. you can ruin a good thing always. Yeah, right. But in general, if you're not sleeping enough. Uh, You know, your testosterone levels can drop. Uh Uh, You're not gonna be able to function properly, so you can't be optimal. There's a big difference between survival and optimization in an athlete. Uh So if
0: I've gone, sleep deprivation, we'll go that far and call it that. You turn, and I come to you and say, hey, I'm not sleeping as well as As I should. As a professional? As a professional athlete. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is there a series of foodstuffs that that you say, have
4: these, I, these, I know, these. I know where you're going, but yeah, i actually but back it out and say, what time are you off of your iPhone?
1: Right. Because that's probably it. That light that,
4: blasting in your face, yeah. and then you're going to try to go to sleep, and you can't. And then you're going to wonder why. So there's so much involved. Mm. I'm not going to go with the but quick there, fix
1: food for you. But, but could yeah. there be dietary uh, contributions to sleep, dep- uh, to insomnia? Like, for instance, uh, I can't drink coffee after 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I, and I don't know why, but if I have a cup of coffee at three o'clock, I am not going to bed until two a.m. That's all there is to it. Unless I take something. You also just said that, so you're making it so. Really? Big part of it too. Do you think so? Absolutely, absolutely.
4: If you say it, it is. So, I would say that's probably not the case. But I don't really recommend anybody to drink uh, a lot of caffeine. Okay. okay. Is it the adrenal but, gland fatigue going back just to different the things system, that can is it happen? Melatonin. Melatonin. You can
0: find in some sort of cherries. Yeah, absolutely. Tart cherry juice,
4: yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Natural melatonin, very powerful anti inflammatory, great for athletes. How how
0: much, okay, go ahead. So, how much of what we put in our bodies as everyday human beings or elite athletes can you, as a nutritionist, affect? by planting seeds like, you know what, how much time are you spending on your phone? And if you say it's so, it's so. The mental aspect of the the, the diet, the nutrition.
1: Mental nutrition.
0: Mental
4: nutrition is everything because when, when you don't feel well, what do you want to eat?
1: Nothing. I, I want to no. I want to eat <laughs> terrible stuff. Right. You just when yeah. you
4: eat, when you're at home and yeah. it's snowing.
1: You, yes. you want, you want you cookies, want ice and, cream, and cookies. Sure. Just absolutely. Junk, that makes you feel good. But in my mind, <laughs> it's snowing all the time. There you go. It's a blizzard in this room. God, <laughs> I want some cookies. <laughs> Cheer up.
4: <Let's> okay. <laughs> now the, the mental game is is huge because right. you have to take the deliciousness out of the equation, if you will, if, as a professional, yeah. mm-hmm. if you want to stay a professional and you mm-hmm. want to leave when you're ready to leave and you want to avoid as many injuries as possible, then fueling is critical, because cool. the the better you fuel, the better you will perform.
0: Uh, so, in your work with the Jets, um, is it just a broad spectrum of foodstuffs that, hey guys, lunchtime, go and fill up, or do you specifically tailor diets according to position. Well, well that, good man. I was just about to... Sorry, how, how do you, you personalize? It's, yeah.
4: it's. Do you personalize for individual players? I personalize it for any of the professional athletes that I work with. Wow.
0: That's yeah. a lot of work.
4: It is. But everybody's different. Like I said earlier... What part of this country did you come from? Or what other country did you come from?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matters. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the food choices that you're going to pick yeah. when I'm not with you. Now, is that because you want to show somebody a smart way to make food choices? Because, like, for instance, let's just say mm, I love pierogies. Okay? Yeah. Right? Who doesn't? Now you lost it with me. potato. Straight right? out of the top. It's, I, <laughs> it's,
6: it's, it's pasta
4: stuffed with potato.
1: Yeah. It's so deliciousness. Right? I grew up eating pierogies. Okay? Okay? Okay. Now you know that When I'm not with Glenn Tobias My nutritionist I am scarfing down some pierogies I will show you how to eat pierogies
4: Every day That fits into our programming For your goals I can't tell you you can't eat them Because as an adult Do you like to be told what to do? Does anybody pay. like to? No. And how much am I paying by the hour? There you go. <laughs> and, but, then, but then you get to leave her. <laughs> but the point is, no one likes to be told. And if I tell you, you're not going to want to stick with that. So I make deals with with all the people that I work with, mm. all the athletes. I make deals. So if you can have a couple of pierogi every day, is that good? Yes, it is. There
0: you go. So right. now use that as a carb, and that's your starch for the meal. Here's a thought for you, Glenn. Have you come across any of the elite athletes who have allergies sure. that really create a barrier to what they need to achieve in their nutrition and their daily diet? Allergies, yes. A barrier,
1: no. That's what I do, is I see what your issues are. Mm-hmm. And then you get, by, get beyond that. Move right around. Right. So, so here's another question, which, okay, may be a little silly, but now that you brought up allergies, yeah. have you ever... Had the knowledge of a player on an opposite team having allergies and then weaponized food, like sent him a little peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like that guy's not playing today. <laughs> Where is your mind gone? That, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, I have never weaponized food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm just as, saying. As opposed to throwing a sandwich at somebody. When you're angry, every, yeah. you just yeah, throw yeah, whatever's around. Yeah. I get yeah. that. No, I'm but but just saying,
1: you <laughs> might want to think about it. Might want to think about it. You know what
4: I mean? I'll put that,
0: I'll put that yeah. down. Thank you. Is there a, is there a sort of training week strategy for nutrition with your players. Training week? Yeah, so from post-game, the day after a oh. game, come in, and up until the day before, it's standardized. Yeah, and should then I eat
1: something different a, a, after a game well, build up? Like, after the game, should I eat something different now that I've exp- spent myself and I've been beat Absolutely. up all? Absolutely, you're yeah. going to
4: want to definitely eat a lot more carbohydrates than most people think because mm. you have to replace the glycogen that your muscles just expend. Ah, yeah so just spent so then you also want a, a nice high quality protein as well the ggi carbs the Gly- glycemic index right? yes right so i don't to- deal with glycemic index and i'll tell you why please do Ooh. nobody eats one food at one time and that's what the glycemic so index is, is about. about right i deal with glycemic load how does that meal right affect right. the insulin response yeah because you eat meals correct okay everybody mm.
1: does no one eats one thing all right, so let's talk about that with respect to recovery. Then, sure. All right, yeah. so here I am. Gary brought up training, so it's my weight day. I'm in. I'm, I'm working out. I'm working out. Sure. Okay. Um. So now, what do you do for something like that, as opposed to the day game day? Oh, well, here's a good, great question for you guys, real quick. Oh, what's the
4: most important meal of the day?
1: Breakfast. breakfast. Don't say breakfast. Don't say breakfast. Nope. Okay, how about brunch, because no. it's fabulous? All right, I'm, I'm sorry about that. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> just, because we betrayed our ignorance, put no. us out of our it, <laughs> misery. The, the Wait, <laughs> no, I just want to keep guessing meals now. Okay. <laughs> is
4: it snack time? No, I don't use the word snack, actually, in Ooh. any of my practices.
1: All right, come on, let's go with it, then. Right, What's so the, the most important,
4: important meal of the day is the meal you have immediately following your workout, your game, your practice. That's you have to replete what you
0: just depleted. Ooh, when that's you critical say directly after, correct? Is there a time? As limit? Fast as you can. As fast as uh, you can do it. See, if I've Whether exercised, it's a shake. yeah. If I've exercised, the last thing I want
1: to do is right. sit down Could, and look at a meal. You don't have to. I can have a shake? You get a shake. But to, what you want to do is replenish. Is what you are saying correct. immediately that. So for recovery purposes. And so this sure. is this is just for everybody. This is just
0: everybody. for athletes. Well, if you go to
4: the gym once twice a week, right? Right after you go, so so after. is there
0: a standard? balance to what would be in that shake? Um, I definitely
4: want a a carbohydrate. A Mm -hmm. sugar would be good. Everyone demonizes sugar right now. It's because they're eating Skittles all day, but (laughs) sugar post-workout is critical. Mm. um, And then you want a high-quality protein, such as a whey or something like that. Whey protein. How about
0: in-game nutrition? In-game nutrition is... So at the moment, uh, a lot of guys in Europe use these energy gels. The goos and the... Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, that's unheard of. Why? Well, first of all, for in those terms who of don't. How many years ago, since right. we went the sun? That, for me, that's a very new development sure. in terms of
1: gel technology into uh, a
0: nutritious. All right, so supplement.
1: For, for those who are uninitiated, because you guys are talking about something that maybe people don't know, tell us about the goo Ooh, and how just, it's used. Yeah, it's just like
4: it's a sugar uh, that comes in a, a pouch or a packet yeah. uh, that's thick. It was really designed for um, triathletes and bicycle, endurance bicycle riders, so they can just. just Squirt it kind of while they're mm. pedaling and not have to stop. Right. If you will, but th- there's a lot of research and a lot of um, money being put into in-game nutrition because mm. that's where the athlete makes his or her living. Right. Yes. So that's where the rubber meets the road. Right.
0: So I mean, we we can we can do it. In terms of the analysis with the bio data you get from all the technology that's available, and you'll you'll you quite happily work out the guy in the first quarter is a lot more effective than in the fourth quarter because his energy levels are depleted. And now and you're dehydrated. saying, right, right? So now you're saying, the coaching staff, the sports scientists behind the team have worked this out and are helping remain that athlete remain at a right level moving from the survival
4: to more towards optimal. Think of hunger and thirst. Okay. So if, the, if the athlete gets hungry or thirsty, it's already a problem. So right. Think of hunger and thirst like the smoke detector at your house. If the smoke detector is going off, you already have a problem. Gotcha. Right. So if you're hungry or thirsty, You've, I made a mistake. Right. Because you're supposed to avoid those. I want to avoid it at all right. costs. So you said after a workout, mm. you don't feel like eating. Yeah. Uh, my expression would be to everyone, uh, I love you and I don't care. You have well, to, Tough love. You have to eat. Yeah. You have to refuel. That's you can't it. race a car without putting gas in the tank.
1: Wow. That's super cool. Well, speaking of um, fueling and, and, mm-hmm. and, and that, we have a clip of where Neil talks to Terry Crews, who, of course, you know Terry was a former NFL player. And uh, Terry is still a bodybuilder and, uh, and, and a fitness enthusiast. So let's
7: hear what he has to say.
3: It's one thing to lift weights, but what are you putting in your mouth?
7: Oh, man. Super high protein, high protein, high protein diet, Mm -hmm. uh, low carb, Mm -hmm. and lots of fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. Lots of I do lots of protein meat. I'm I'm a big carnivore. Yeah, Um, yeah. That's one of the things. I know people want to go vegan. Uh, Yeah, people,
3: not me. And you know they're going to get you know they'll talk about you. you No,
7: I've had some delicious vegan meals Mm -hmm. after a steak. I mean, you know, a delicious vegan side dish <laughs> next to the most awesome chicken breast I've ever had, uh, and not to dog them out, but I they, they, they dude, I ain't vegan all the time now, After you know? my T-bone stick. <laughs> <laughs> but it's starting to get really like okay. You're, I'm like okay. Anytime that finger's pointing, all right, come on guys, right. just right. relax. Yeah, it becomes know? a whole other. Relax. I didn't, you know, I I I, I just need the protein.
1: Uh, two things there. One. uh You know, a lot of people are vegans and sports uh, athletes or lots, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, from weightlifters to NFL players to you name it. But that seems to be a bit of an old school approach to nutrition. He's like high, high protein, low carbs. But he's
4: he's not low carb. What he meant? Is he's low starch, right? Because he eats a lot of fruits and vegetables, and
1: fruits and vegetables are all Those carbs. Are carbs, all carbs. Those are carbs, right? So he's just not having a lot of rice, pasta, potato, and bread. So is so is that is that kind of like how we've changed? We don't realize that we uh, we really haven't changed what what is the prescription. We've changed the way we talk about the prescription
4: to a certain extent. But he mm. is also more, you know, he acts now, and he needs to have his body look a certain way. Right. So he's not eating like an athlete any longer okay as an athlete would have much more uh, starch requirements could I run
0: a whole team on a vegan diet could Community. you yeah
1: you could you can
0: Right. It was the short and, and sweet of it. You, you can. You yeah, can. Yeah.
1: And by the way, they'd probably be the meanest team ever because they'd be so mad that you're making them eat a vegan diet. They would destroy their opponents. Or just tired because yeah. they didn't eat. Now you look across that offensive line, and what you see is a piece of chicken. Now, go get it. Yeah. And they will. Yeah.
0: Sure. <laughs> so you can. I mean, I don't know if I would recommend that. Mm. Uh, no, oh, I was sir. just wondering, with the, the way people are addressing their food intake now, and they're going more towards the vegan end of the spectrum. Some could well happen. Some yeah. are. Some are. Not, not, not a lot. Yeah.
1: Some and what are. do you think about veganism uh, uh, as a, uh, as a, I'll say, a routine for? Th- th- if you like that and you feel better that way, right. and
4: you'll continue eating that way. It it, it can be great, but you can also, you can put on excess body fat eating vegan. Right. So it's not, you're going to be lean. So you got to do it the right way. It's basically, no matter what you do. You really do. You got to do it the right way. And you know, everybody knows how to eat. You know, I've been doing this for 24 years professionally, but everybody knows how to eat. Mm -hmm. And they come in, oh, I already know how to eat. I say, thank God, because we don't have to go over how to use a fork and knife. Right. And then they're like, I can't believe I just said I know how to eat. But the thing is, you have to gain muscle. to burn fat. Most people want to lose fat. So fat's like the bricks in the trunk of the car you're racing, and the muscle is like having a bigger engine. So everyone wants the bigger engine and less bricks in the trunk. So what we have to do is, another expression is, you know, the plant only grows as big as the pot that it's in. So I have to feed you more so you can build more muscle so you can burn more fat. So if you're looking to lose the 10 pounds, first of all, you don't. Mm. You want to lose body fat. You don't want to lose weight. Nobody really wants to lose weight. Athlete, depending on what their position may be, they have sure. to be a certain weight, but if you can stay the same weight, but lose five pounds of fat, and gain five pounds of lean body mass, you look and feel golden. very gold. You're golden. So stop, stop weighing yourself, because wow. what are you weighing? Drink a gallon of water, and don't, don't go to the restroom. What happens? You gain eight pounds. You're miserable, and you're gonna explode, but you gain eight pounds. You're not eight pounds fatter. Right. So what
1: are you weighing? There you go. All right. Well, everybody should feel better about that. Stop weighing yourselves, people. Get off that scale and start eating more. Yeah. All right. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying sounded words. Good. Sounded, sounded good. <laughs> hey, man. Thanks so much for joining yeah, us. This was uh real, uh, you got to come back. Anytime. forward to that that'd be good yeah right we are going to take our
0: first break up next we'll explore the latest advances in strength training and conditioning thank you of course to Glenn Tobias and when we come back with playing with science we'll be talking to people from the Miami Dolphins so do not go away Welcome back. I'm Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck Nice. And this, of course, is Playing With Science. Today we're exploring the NFL's take on sports nutrition, conditioning, recovery, fitness, if you wish to call it that. And now I think we'll dig into the latest advances in strength and training conditioning. Um, But before we do, I think we ought to get a little clip again from Neil deGrasse Tyson and his interview with John Urschel, the offensive lineman from the Baltimore Ravens.
3: You're 25 now and you're packing 300 pounds? Yeah, that's right. Man, you guys today are out of control. (laughs) (laughs) In the old days, 300 pounds looked really rotund. You Mm -hmm. know, these guys, they were just, they were out there to just not, just to get in people's way, not to actually be nimble. So, Mm -hmm. uh, what's going on? I mean, in terms of training, what's different between today Uh, and like 30 years ago? I think it's better nutrition, just better information about training. And also, the game's different. Guys are bigger. I mean, I'm 310 pounds, and I'm on the smaller side when it comes to offensive linemen. Wow.
1: Okay. 310 and he's small. And he's small. So I'm a little guy at 310 pounds of muscle.
0: Okay, Ah. so our Ah. guest now, and welcome to them, is Dave Paluka, Head Strengths and conditioning coach Miami Dolphins. And next to him, Wayne Diesel, Sports Performance Director of the Uh, the Miami Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Gentlemen, congratulations to your posts and welcome to Playing With Science.
2: Good good, good
0: afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, Right, you heard John O'Shell there talking about how guys are getting bigger. So how do you make your guys bigger without, as Neil termed it, making them rotund?
6: Well, a lot of that is through nutrition huh. Um, and so but it's also through training as well <laughs> uh, you know obviously football as is, is uh is a game where you want to be big strong and fast but it's not always the answer to just make everybody bigger because you don't want to sacrifice athletic qualities you don't want to sacrifice uh their their ability to move so it's really kind of about assessing them seeing where each player is at and then coming up with a plan for whether or not we want to Get them big, maintain, or maybe they need to lose weight. You know, often, oftentimes it's it's about improving their body composition. It's not just about adding muscle mass.
0: What's the most frequent request you get from guys? Is it size, or is it make me
6: faster? It, it depends on who you're talking to. You know, our skill, our skill position guys, receivers, DBs. Sometimes they want to get bigger, but usually they're more concerned with speed. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, they wouldn't be if they weren't already fast. Yeah. So you know, our job's at this level. It's not, you know, if we were back in high school or in college when we are really trying to develop getting, gaining size or getting faster, that's one thing. But by the time they reach us, a lot of it is keeping them healthy, making sure that they can perform mm. at a high level every Sunday. So... For some guys, that might mean putting on some lean mass in the off-season. But for a lot of guys, it just it might mean we need to improve their ankle mobility. We need to improve their ability to, to control their posture and their core musculature. We might be asking them to improve their shoulder mobility. So there's lots of aspects of performance. It's not simply just putting on muscle mass, although that can be uh,
2: a goal for some guys. When people talk about FAST, we need to be clear what we mean by fast. Is it fast in a marathon sense? Is it fast for a sprinter? Is it someone that can decelerate some acceleration, some explosive power? So we need to understand what component is important and obviously for the position that they're playing. So we want to look at and breaking that fast, that speed component down into acceleration deceleration and obviously top-end speed where a lot of the players aren't ever going to get to top-end speed but they need to be explosive.
0: So this is a really fine detail program that you work with on each and every one of your players then as requires their position and the nature of the disciplines that they have to execute every time.
2: That's correct. So what we'll try and do from my sports science side of it we'll try and institute protocols where we can track their speed, the explosive, the accelerations, decelerations. Then Dave, on the other hand, he's responsible for implementing programs to make that successful, analyzing the results of the players, what the, how many um, explosive uh, movements that they have. Are they quick enough in that particular sport? Can they accelerate? Can they decelerate? To then make sure that we provide enough stimulus through their practice so that when they get into a game that demands X number of accelerations, decelerations, explosive movements that they are able to cope with that demand. But
0: for that to happen, you have to have a lot of data. Where I mean, are you using a lot of technology to accrue this bio data, or are you just using your own eyesight to look at the guys while they work?
2: A, a oh. bit of both, exactly yeah. right. We will have uh, tracking devices that the players wear mm-hmm. during practices, and then they actually do wear it during games as well. So we can then interpret some of the the movement, the, the speeds, the distances covered, the acceleration, all those metrics that I discussed earlier, mm. those are available to us. And it's again, it's like everything else. It's how you interpret it, how you put that together in order to make me feel There's a lot of information, and you've just got to be careful that you don't then become the tail that wags a dog, and then you start dictating it based on some of the metrics. Because the the obvious thing is that in certain positions, players are going to run less than in other positions, for example. Right. So you can't just using how much a player runs as whether or not they're a good player or not. They could be running around down a blind alley and be totally ineffective, where someone else understands the game a lot better, runs less, and is actually the better player. So you know you need a bit of both. You need the the ice size and You obviously need the the stats to back it up But it should be that way around Rather than the stats trying to dictate what's going on So let me ask you, Dave How do you,
1: uh, when you're designing a program for a player And um, now, Wayne, you're observing that player uh, When do you know you have optimized the workout Where the player's not overtraining So that you don't see a decrease in performance Because they did too much in the actual training
6: You know, training is all about applying stress at the right times, mm-hmm. you know, seeing how they adapt to that stress, and then and then creating or adapting your program uh, as needed. So, in other words, if a guy's not doing enough, we can apply more stress. If a guy's doing too much, we can back off a little bit. So that that's that's kind of the crux of it, right there. Um, you know, as Wayne was kind of alluding to, you know, we've got you know in the off season ninety players, and in, in season we've got fifty three plus our practice squad of ten guys everyone's different so if you apply the same stress to all every 90 guys or 63 guys that's on the team everyone's going to adapt at a different rate yeah and it's some guys it might be too much some guys it might be too little and for some guys it might be just right so the job of the sports science department and and the monitoring process is to kind of assess which guys are are getting too much too little and who's just right and then Tweaking the application of that stress, whether it be at practice, whether it be in the weight room, uh, so that they can be ready to play on Sunday. Or or, our practice squad guys don't play, so they're ready for our hardest practice on Wednesday
5: and Thursday.
2: Hmm. And and that's that's the hard part of this is where Dave's exactly right, that we're not all born the same. Uh, Not Hmm. everyone is exactly the same. They're not the same age, they don't have the same fitness. So the tough part for coaches is to customize programs, training programs, that is going to not just um, look after their very best, but also protect the ones that are maybe weaker in the physical sense. The problem with that is that a lot of programs ultimately fall down to the lowest common denominator because they don't want to injure everyone. So what we're finding is that the really elite players aren't getting stimulated or stressed enough. Uh, And that's where we will come in. So instead of always looking about the injuries, we're looking at the performance and trying to identify our top elite players and say to them, right, because you are so much fitter and more conditioned than the guy next to you, you need to do a little bit extra at the end of practice. Ah, that's cool. So we work out those that need additional work rather than just always trying to protect the weak and the guys that are prone to injury.
0: All right. Hold that thought for me, Wayne, just for a second. We are going to take a break and we will get our teeth deeply into that subject of injury, injury prevention and recovery when we come back with both Dave and Wayne. So uh, stick around. It's a crucial component of today's tougher and faster game. And we'll explore it straight after the break. Don't go away. Welcome back, I'm Gary O'Reilly, and I'm Chuck Nice, and this of course is Playing Playing With with Science. Science. Yes, 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 and we have explored nutrition, we've explored conditioning, and we're about now to get going on on the crucial part of the game. The game that kind of got forgotten for so long because we didn't quite understand. That's injury prevention and particularly the recovery. As we've already known from Glenn Tobias, our nutritionist, recovery starts immediately after the game as far as he's concerned. Now... Joining us via Skype, we have Dave Paluka, Head Strength Coach and Conditioning from the Miami Dolphins, and Wayne Diesel, Sports Performance Director, again, from the Dolphins and Chaps. Let's get into that point. We touched on it briefly before the break about injury prevention and how you go about it. How about recovery, post-training, post-game? How quickly are you into your athletes as regards recovery from that kind of exercise?
2: Um, there's a couple of schools of thought here. One is that I think um, recovery actually starts before the practice session. Whoa! So, so all right? You need to start make sure that they're well hydrated, uh, they have everything in place, and that is that is how we start. We're looking at recovery before they've even got there, that they've slept well the night before, they've done all of those things in order for them to um, exercise without with less risk of, of injury. So, um, what we also do, and what's fairly common across. the the recovery in the early stages of the training, say in the training camps that are coming out, we do less recovery um, um, initiatives for example like ice baths um, all of those things because we want the body to adapt so often uh, players will go for an ice bath or something when they're just starting their training program but that actually stops your body from adapting to the stress We want the body to adapt to that, and that's how it gets better. But as the season goes on, then we'll start introducing more and more recovery techniques for the players, like massage, like uh, cryotherapy, ice baths, um, all of the things that are available as active recovery, in order for them to recover quicker for the next session. So it also depends on what stage of the season you're talking about Mm -hmm. as to what recovery techniques you'll be using.
0: So much the same as with the strength conditioning that we were discussing before the break you really are intimate in the detail of the recovery now i'm interested in the cryotherapy because it's something that is quite a little bit out there for a lot of elite athletes but it's becoming more popular in europe i know it's been a little bit more embraced here in the u.s so those temperatures are quite low so you can't be putting athletes in there for any length of time can you expand on how you use cryotherapy
2: we actually utilise cryotherapy at the moment. It's one of the um, we go to a centre that's literally a five-minute drive of the facility that we have, and the players can go there. and It'll take them up to three minutes, two to three minutes, a recovery session, uh, and that is based on basically, as you said, very, very, very low temperatures. It helps to stimulate some of the responses, the hormonal responses within the body, that adapts the body and helps them to recover. It helps them to sleep that evening. So, and that's a big part of our recovery. Believe it or not, sleep is one of the more important recovery sleep. strategies. That we well, you know, we're hearing that more
1: and more how important sleep is mm. in terms of optimizing performance. And it's the, probably the cheapest and the
2: most effective form of recovery. <laughs>
1: <available>. <laughs> there you go. Uh, for, for those of us, uh, for those of us who work out, and the you know, the, in the listening audience, um, I'm, I'm going to ask. Uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, Dave, what What is the best thing that you can do in terms of lifting to get um, uh, not just more muscle mass, but what every guy wants, that cut look? This is not part of our show, by the way. This is just for you. Yeah, this is just for <laughs> me. Okay, everyone in our control room right now is like, "Where's that question? Where was that question? Where that?" I'm asking you, Dave. Help me out, man. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's you know, it's funny. You know, people always say, "Kind of, what do I do to get tone?" You know, I don't want to lose weight. I just mm. want to get tone. You know, I don't. I want to get gain muscle tone, but that that's what they're saying what they mean is I want my six pack to show better well that just means you've got to eat better uh, it's, it, there's no magic bullet you know I mean there's all the infomercials you see about pills and different programs and you know all these things these DVDs you can get of people jumping and doing push ups and all that all that stuff works you know of course they don't show you all the people you know that, that haven't and successful with that program, right? You know that's the it's called the survivorship bias. You know they they only look at the winners. They don't pay attention to the million losers. You know uh, that's why they have that small. You know results may vary. You know <laughs> or not, you know, not typical results. So uh, right. But it, so the, there's no uh, there's no magic bullet. I mean I, I think the biggest thing is to to develop better habits.
5: <laughs>
6: I mean that's what it is because it's about consistency. Uh. You know diets don't work for. The reason why diets don't work is eventually you come off of the diet. If you don't come off the diet, it's not a diet anymore, it's a lifestyle change.
2: I I have a a theory on that, Um, is that you've got to choose your parents better. You got, you got to choose your parents that's better?
6: It. Yeah, yeah.
1: Why, why, why did I know
0: that was coming?
2: Why did I know that was coming? There you coming. go. So,
1: that, that, well, you know what? You, you bring up a really great point, and mm. you hear you hear a guy uh, say in the gym, like, that guy hit the DNA lottery. You know, like, it's, that's, he's just got great genetics. I mean, is that really the case? <laughs> uh, and do you see that when you're looking at athletes? Because I mean, it, yeah. at your level, all these guys are elite. So, is it really a matter of genetics when you look at these guys? Because they're all in the point zero 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 one
6: percent. Well, that, exactly right. Or else they wouldn't be here, right? And so that's what you know. The the sort of the uh, the growth in in sports science and, and monitoring is to be able to get that last bit of advantage, right? Mm. Everybody at this level is elite. So how do you get that 1%, 2% gain? And what, what uh, we're charged with, right? So, um, that doesn't mean that the principles of nutrition and training doesn't apply to, to the general public. It, it, it does. It's just that we've got the technology and the resources to be able to monitor and track and, and make needed, but it's all, you know, they're still human beings, right? They still are governed by the same laws of, of, of physics and chemistry and, and science, right? Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah.
6: uh, it's just that, and, and I think, like I said, it goes back to, to habits. So, I mean, if you're talking about wanting to build muscle or get in better shape or, or lose fat, I mean, it just, it's, it's getting rid of fine foods, drink more water, eat more vegetables, uh, get some exercise and, and get some sleep. I mean, it's really, I hate to say it, but that's, you know, I'm sure there's maybe one or two other things in there, but it's pretty simple. It's just a matter of doing it, right. and that starts with with developing good habits and yeah. uh, and keeping those habits. Well, now I feel doomed. Thank you very much. <laughs> don't worry,
0: <laughs> guys. Don't don't worry about that.
1: He'll get over it. I'm joking. <laughs> what's
0: the what's? I have a question of a thought. What's the one thing that's really taken your part of the dolphins? Football club forward in the last two years, three years, four years, in terms of science? Has there been one thing that you said now that's changed our game?
2: GPS, I would say. Yeah, the, the tracking that we spoke about earlier. Player, tra- player tracking. Mm. See, measure what the players are doing physically a lot of what we're trying to do in terms of advising coaches uh, on practice sessions. Have they done too much? Have they done too little? Because on either end of that spectrum, you'll have injuries or poor performance. We, we try and look at the performance aspect rather than the injury because we believe if we improve your performance, we're going to decrease your injury. So rather than harping on the negative injury side of it, we want to stress the performance side and there's a better buy-in from coaches and athletes if they feel that we are charged with improving rather than This guy that's always beating them, Oh, don't train too hard, you're going to get injured, be careful, you're going to get injured. Players and coaches are sick of that message. They want performance. So now with that in mind, why don't you tell us about, uh, we
1: know that you did some partnership with uh, Kitman Labs in Silicon Valley uh, just on that very thing about increasing performance as a means of, of preventing injury. So can you talk about that for a second?
2: Certainly, it's, it was one of several initiatives that we brought in um, at the beginning of last season, where the idea was that we wanted to track various, what we call internal load measurements um, mm-hmm. in players, the yeah. range of motion, which was the kitman. Uh, if over the course of, or from week to week, that they were losing range in their hips, in their shoulders, in their ankles, and from that, we could then, rather than waiting for the injury to occur... We could see that this pattern, this player is getting beaten up, he's getting stiffer, he's losing range within the hip. If we allow that to continue, then the thought us that that player is going to expose himself to injury. Mm-hmm. And rather than waiting for that to actually happen, we can then get him into the weight room with Dave, do some exercises, some stretches, whatever was necessary, to make sure that we restore that range of motion within that, uh, that joint. So those are very useful tools. The challenge within the sport, as Dave mentioned, the sheer numbers, is trying to get these players in and get them screened and get them tested. So, you know, those are challenges and that's where Kitman Labs is, you know, one of the tools that we decided to go for because of the relatively easy way in which you could screen a large number of players without taking laboratory times and spending a whole afternoon trying to get through your team. Wow. That's super mm. cool
1: stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Well, it that sounds. Hey, listen, con- continued success, uh, you guys. Uh, I, w- I I know that the team did a, a lot better this year uh, so you know w- which is fantastic and uh, we're looking forward to uh, even greater things from you in the future and now when I when I watch the team on Sunday uh, I can basically say like yeah I know why that guy is doing what he's doing he's performing well because of Wayne and Dave so good luck man thanks so much for being here Thanks, guys. thanks uh, thank uh, the pleasure
0: ours nice. thank you to Wayne Diesel and Dave Paluka there from the Miami Dolphins uh, that's it, Chuck. I know. For We're... today's show. That has flown by. It's been such a fascinating, fascinating show. Really very fascinating. And, and here we do it again. Yep. I'm Gary O'Reilly. I'm Chuck Nice. And this has been Playing With Science. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to your company very, very soon.